The Bible Study Podcast, episode 662. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 19. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We have some bad news today. We're dealing with a difficult situation. Sodom and Gomorrah are destroyed. And it goes like this. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. No, they answered, we will spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did go with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread without yeast, and they ate. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind him and said, No, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do what you like with them. But don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. Get out of our way, they replied. This fellow came here as a foreigner, and now he wants to play the judge. We'll treat you worse than them. They kept bringing pressure on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. But the men inside reached out and pulled Lot back into the house and shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, young and old, with blindness, so they could not find the door. The two men said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of here, because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were pledged to marry his daughters. He said, hurry and get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, hurry, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand in the hand of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city, for the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives, don't look back, and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains, or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please. Your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me, and I'll die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to, and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to him, Very well, I will grant this request. I will not over throw the town you speak of, but flee there quickly, because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zor. By the time Lot reached Zor, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord 
out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities and the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities, and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham, and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. Lot and his daughters. Lot and his two daughters left Zor and settled in the mountains, for he was afraid to stay in Zor. He and his two daughters lived in a cave. One day the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man around here to give us children, as is the custom all over the earth. Let's get our father to drink wine and then sleep with him and preserve our family line through our father. That night they got their father to drink wine, and the older daughter went in and slept with him. He was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. The next day the older daughter said to the younger, Last night I slept with my father. Let's get him to drink wine again tonight, and you go in and sleep with him so we can preserve our family line through our father. So they got their father to drink wine that night also, and the younger daughter went in and slept with him. Again, he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter had a son, and she named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites today. The younger daughter also had a son, and she named him Ben-Ami. He is the father of the Amorites of today. So this is some weird things going on here. You may remember in the last chapter that these angels, as they're called in this particular chapter, or these representations of God, met with Abraham although it was three of them at that time. It seems like there's two of them in this story. Uh, Just enough hands to grab the hands of Lot, his wife, and the two daughters. I don't know if that's coincidental. But these two angels come who have met with Abraham, and Abraham had bartered them that if they found ten righteous men, only ten, they would spare the cities of this plain. And basically they find one. They find Lot. And all of the rest of these people in the town. Now, many people will put the emphasis on homosexuality and sodomite, and sodomy comes from this particular name. But I don't want to dwell on that so much as in this culture where you treat the visitor as a guest brought to you from God, and that's the way Lot behaves. They want to you know, send the people out and we'll rape them. And, and that's really what's going on. And you know, it's so bad that Lot, who sees this opportunity to entertain guests as a gift from God, insists they come to his house. I think he insists they come to his house because he knows it is not safe to sleep in the city square. And he even offers his daughter, and that sounds terrible, But that's how seriously he takes this risk to them and how serious he takes his obligation as a host. So, you know, I don't think that's the best option, but he didn't know that there was any other option. He didn't know that he was entertaining angels, or at least the people didn't know that they were, that these were angels and had this power to protect themselves. 
And so Lot was doing the best he could, and his answer sounds really awful. sounds really terrible. But it shows you how seriously he took this and how different he is from the people in this town. And so they basically say, you got to get out of here, and you've got to get out of here now, and you need to run all the way to the mountains, and you need to never look back. Well, of course, Lot's wife looks back and turns into a pillar of salt. You know, she doesn't obey that simple directive. And he says, I can't make it all the way to the mountains. How about I get to this one small town? Small is the word Zor. If I basically get to this town and they say, well, yes, basically, we will spare this town just for your sake. So they would spare all of Sodom and Gomorrah if they could find 10 righteous men. They will spare this small town in the plains because of one and his family, his two daughters who were left with him at that time. And so they destroy these towns that the, the stench of their sin has become so much that people are crying out to God about it possibly other visitors who have passed through here. Certainly lots seem to know what happened to visitors in this town. And so the towns are destroyed. And we get this impression that Abraham looks over and sees the smoke and knows that all of that pleading he did, you know, not 50 righteous men, how about 45, how about 40, 30, 20, 10, that they couldn't even find 10 as he sees the smoke rising. And then it ends, though, with this rather strange passage here with Lot and his daughters, who they flee to the mountains, and because they're out there amongst no one else, they get Lot drunk. And, well, it says they gave him wine. He either has very little tolerance or they gave him a lot of wine because he sleeps with both his daughters and doesn't even realize it. And out of that union between the two daughters— are born two of what become enemies of Israel, the Moabites and the Ammonites. And it is so strange that Lot shows himself to be a good man, at least doing the best he can, and way better than the people he lived with, who they see what he is trying to do different from them as being judgment upon them. Well, there is judgment upon them. It's coming. And they don't realize how serious it's going to be. And if they'd listened to Lot, I think that would have been better for them. But he's got a wife who doesn't listen and turns to salt and two daughters who sleep with him and two sons-in-law who think he's joking when he says it's going to be destroyed. His, his family doesn't do as well. They don't score as well in this. And out of that, we're going to end up with enemies of Israel. And what do you do with that? (laughs) Would it have been better if Lot had not been saved for Israel? Or would that niche have just been filled by someone else? If the daughters of Lot had found other men in the plains, had found other men in nearby tribes or whatever, would they still have turned into the Moabites and the Amorites? I do not know. But it's this strange story where God, in this one case, takes a very serious look at sin and destroys the towns of this plain, this towns near Abraham, because of it. It's not that God doesn't care about sin all the rest of the time, 
But what is it about these two towns? Is it just that the level got so bad? Is it just that so many people cried out against them? I don't know. We know that Jesus will refer to these towns in Luke 10 when he sends out the disciples and says, If you are not welcome in a town, even the dust of your feet we wipe from our feet as a warning against you. And be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. And so there are even worse things than this sin of these two towns and the sin of rejecting those sent by God is apparently one of the things that's worse, according to the words of Jesus. And so I think for us, we need to be sure that we are not getting in the way of what God is doing. That we are people who are welcoming strangers, that we are people who are welcoming the workings of the Holy Spirit, lest we fall to under judgment. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question, send an email to host at the Bible Study Podcast dot com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at the Bible Study Podcast dot com. And thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.